Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So, enjoy the episode. Jen, you're next. What's your question? Well, basically, to try and cut a long story short, um, my partner um, went to court for his first hearing on the 4th of January um, and he got awarded um, supervised visitation every other Saturday um, for like three hours. The first um, session um, went really well with the child um, last Saturday. And unfortunately, at the end, um, the mum, well, the mum started um, being very aggressive. The police ended up being called and she's got um, a public order offence against her now for being aggressive towards myself and my partner. And um, today we've just received um, a letter from her barrister to say that... um, I'm myself and his mum is no longer allowed to attend the visits and it just needs to be him but obviously he feels quite intimidated going into that situation again after how she acted last time so can she request that we not attend yes she can request it but only the court can order it okay so the fact that um yeah the court ordered well the actual court order is her not supposed to be there at all, but obviously she was. Um, so, yeah, she can request it, but we can say, well, no, we don't feel that's quite appropriate since though how intimidating she was trying to be last time. Yeah, absolutely. And and only the court can stop you from attending. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, she, she can yeah. ask the court to do that. Um, but if she's asking you to do it and you don't agree, then, you know, that's not... Hi, Amy, that's not... Um, legally binding so she'll have to go and get a court order okay thank you that's just what we wanted to check because obviously it's like the next visitation is this sunday and her her husband her husband's parents and also her other kids are all planning on being there so my partner doesn't really want to attend just by himself for that doesn't seem very good um does it having all these people attend for contact i mean my goodness me um it seems a little bit i know over the top but there we go Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope that's helped. Okay. Thanks All for right then. Help. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Hi. Hello. What's your question? I'm actually just inquiring about something for my brother. He um, separated from his girlfriend. They were living together. Yeah. In her apartment. Yeah. Um, while there, he got a sofa on credit in his name, uh, which they were both paying. The relationship has since broken down. And he's moved out. He moved back to our parents and didn't have anywhere for the sofa to go. Um, I've since told him that he can put the sofa in my house, um, but his girlfriend isn't engaging on it. Um, she has said unless he gives her. So they they bought two dogs as well, and he took one of them with with him, and she said unless um, he gives her that dog um she's not even going to talk about it does he have any options so the first thing i would say pablo is that this isn't actually a family law issue um so my knowledge is going to be really limited 
Um, it, it's, it comes down to ownership, is what I want to tell you. So if the couch is in his name, he owns it. Um, and the same with the dogs. Whoever the dogs, whoever's name the dogs are in would then be the legal owner. Okay, but that's probably as far as I can take that one because then it goes into a, um, a small claim if she's refusing to give it back because obviously it's in his name. Okay. Does that help? Thank you very okay. much. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. All the best. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Um, WA, I'm going to come to you next. What's your question? So basically, me and my ex applied for divorce. And, uh, we got the conditional order. Yeah. Uh, so now we want to start the financial order. Uh, we have a child uh, consent order in place, and uh, it's like for 50-50 child custody. Yeah. And uh, my my relationship with her is like excellent. Um, so she has like more properties than me, and uh, we sat down and we decided to share everything 50-50. Yeah. Um, so my question is, uh, I, I went to a solicitor and they asked for a ridiculous amount of money. Um, since we're both in agreement, uh, can we both apply for the financial order on our own? Uh, well, you'll need a solicitor to draft it for you um, because you won't find a template out there that will be bespoke to you guys. But if you're in agreement, then generally um, solicitors will offer a fixed fee because there isn't really any work to do except draft the order and make sure that the court will make the order, i.e. make sure that it's fair and reasonable. Okay, uh, just last question. So does, does this sound uh, reasonable? Basically, like they, they suggested they will make some sort of an application and then send it to my ex. Yeah. And then my ex has to seek like some yeah. legal presentation or something. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and basically agree to these terms and then she will draft it to the court and that's then the, right. the judge will decide. Is that, that what happens? That, that is the exact process. Absolutely. Yep, yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, and how long does it take, like, uh, mean, well, nowadays for this when, process? When the court goes in, sorry, when the order goes in, no more than a couple of weeks to okay, make the order. Perfect. All right? No okay, problem. Okay, perfect. Thank you Thank so you. much. I appreciate okay. all your help. Bye-bye. Uh, Coops, you are next up. What's your question? If you choose to leave the marital home yeah. and you've got a joint mortgage, um, when it comes to the divorce proceedings, does it weaken your position if you've already left the marital home? No, no, because we're talking about ownership of a property and a distribution of the equity in, in a fair way. So it doesn't matter that you've actually left. No, it won't make any difference at all. Okay, that's yeah. all. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Um, Sue, Sue, what's your question? I was meant to ask you another question yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Shane. And I, I can't really hear you, but basically, um, me and my ex, I've just started the divorce process yeah. and he's got a non-molestation order in place. However, that ceased last August. Yeah. Um, he's actually um, due in court for DV in July. Um, but my question is, um, He's out on bail at the moment, and he's basically, um, his family, who are not in the UK, they're actually abroad, um, are requesting contact. Now, as part of the bail condition, he is not to make any contact directly or indirectly. Yeah. How does that, um, how does that 
in terms of can I still make contact abroad with his family abroad? Well, the non-mol, uh, well, it depends, doesn't it, really? I mean, he can't make contact indirectly or directly, but if you're reaching out okay. to his family, I'm not sure that's covered by the non-mol, so I think that would be okay. Difficult to no, answer without I, seeing the order. Yeah, because it does actually say on the court order itself, um, him or his family... Oh, well, there you go, um, then. You've not answered... him or his family, yeah. but him or anyone he knows who okay. knows our family. Okay. Well, I think, uh, I think you've answered your question, direct... then. I think you've answered your question. You, you probably shouldn't do that. Shouldn't? Yeah. Okay, it's just right. because, obviously, they're, they're abroad, so yeah. we can't really explain the situation to them, and they're persisting in terms of trying to make contact with us. Yeah. So... How do we go about in terms I think, of? I think you just have to you have to stick to the order, and 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 I wouldn't be reaching out to them. I, I would just be sticking to the order, and it is what it is. Right. He can tell them they're his family. He can tell them what's what's happened, and if he doesn't, well, what? it's not really your responsibility. All right, but okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't breach that order. Okay. All right. Can I ask you one more question? So quickly though, yeah, quickly well. because I've got a lot of hands up. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, and I'm due to be a witness in court next July. Um, do I need representation as a witness no. or not? No. No. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Thank you very Thanks. much. All Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. Just wanted to jump in and let you guys know that what you're actually listening to is people on my Discord channel um, who ask me questions when I go live every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday between 6 and 7. So if you've got a question that you want to ask, by all means feel free to join me. Or alternatively, if you just check out my Discord uh, channel anyway, you'll see that we've got three forums covering divorce, finance and children. So if you wanted to leave a question there then one of the members of my community will be able to help. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Lil Kaza, let me come back to you and see if I can hear you now. Um, I don't have a question for you, actually. I wanted to bestow upon you some knowledge. Okay. I've been noticing um, more recently in the past couple of weeks, a lot of people have been on your live, on Discord, etc., talking about passports and passport applications. Yes. Um, I am a passport examiner and I work oh. for HMPO. Oh, excellent. So I just wanted to give you this little bit of knowledge. Thank um, you. So that you know, sorry? Thank you, I appreciate this. No, it's just because I've been seeing a lot of people asking the same question. Yeah. And because obviously next month we'll be getting the um, the holidays the, in from the 20th of uh, February or whenever anyone gets any holidays. And we, what we see is we see a lot of ramping up round about this time. Uh, okay. of people trying to get the passport applications in. Okay. Um, so I wanted to bestow upon you this knowledge, but also okay. for people that are on TikTok, um, your mods on TikTok as well, so they know if anybody's asking in, um, you know, the chat, etc. Yes. They know this information. Okay. And um, HMPO, when it comes to a child change of name, yeah, will only agree to the child change of name on a passport, etc. Is if everybody, and that's everybody, whether that's father, mother, local authority, grandparents who've been granted PR, um, have agreed to the child change of name. So the child, if the child's name needs to be changed, yeah. it needs to be agreed by everyone with PR. Now, as you're probably aware as well, um, the only other way to change it, for example, if father has caused domestic abuse or mother can't get in contact with father, etc., but father still has PR, yeah. the only way would be a possible specific issues order that would grant the parent, because it has to be in the child's interest, as you always yeah. say, yeah. Um, the change of name, 
Um, so that's the stance of the passport office. We always say that everyone with PR must agree to the child's change of name. And is uh, when it comes to the application, yeah. um, if anybody's listening as well, um, it's best to put both parents on the application, but also anybody can sign the declaration or complete the form as long as they have parent responsibility. So th- thank you. First of all, thank you so much for that. But I, no, I, have, I have a question. So if, yeah, yeah, if, if the court has given us an order, let's say yeah. that the parent can change the child's name, so yeah. we, we have permission to do it in the absence of, yeah. say, dad's uh, permission, and we then mm-hmm. go and get um, that name changed via deed poll, do we yeah. still need to get dad's permission if we're then changing no. the name on the passport? No, because no. The, spe- the specific issues order or the yeah. court order would yeah. overwrite dad's permission Perfect. because the court is the yeah. high, obviously the highest possible place that they can go to get you know, the child's name yes. changed. And a second question, if I may, Kaza. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have an order, I am, I am. No, I'm really grateful for you taking the time to come on okay. um, because you're right, yeah. I do get asked this an awful lot. So yeah, let's say exactly. we, we don't have a court order. Yeah. Um, so how, how do you get permission from all the people from that have PR? Is that just a section on the passport form that you just go and run around and get everybody to sign it? No, it would no. just be a case of... Yeah. Um, either if they do a deed poll, yeah. um, everybody with PR can sign the deed poll, deed poll agreeing as long as they state who they are, yeah. as long as they state, for example, say grandmother's got PR, grandmother would put her name down and she would sign, father would put father and then his name and then he right. signed as well. So obviously right. signing date and everything like that yeah. is very important. Yeah. But also in um, a lot of cases, if, for example, the deed poll has already been done or the change of name deed has already been done, yeah. um, we can also accept a letter from anybody with PR, whether it's all on the same sheet of paper, yeah. um, just agreeing to the child's change of name. And, and what has to be on that paper, Kaza? Their signature, their printed name and the yeah, date? Basically, yeah, their printed okay. name and the relationship to the child. So if the father, if the whoever, and um, yeah. And like, for example, if it is um, a grandparent who's gained parental responsibility, yeah. they would just say um, grandparent with PR or grandparent with parental responsibility Got you. Um, as laid out in whatever, you know, like whatever section or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, just um, all I would say to everybody else we're filling in application forms etc is just to be as you know just put as much information as you can you You don't necessarily have to fit because a lot of people are going online now but we still request the documents in even if it's writing on an a4 sheet of paper just explaining the circumstances then you know we will say that and we will look into it and if we have any questions we'll contact them okay this uh, the only reason why i came on is obviously to you know, yeah. people are asking you the questions, but also to then mitigate them ringing in and having to wait yes. forever yeah. on the phone as well. Yeah, no, that's good. I have one more question, mm-hmm. if I may, Kaza. So another yeah, another another question that I get asked all the time is, yeah. um, and generally it's from mums. They will say, looking to get my child their first passport. Me and Dad mm-hmm. separated, you know, five six years ago. Don't know where he is. Do I need yeah. Dad's signature on the passport form? So not a, not a change no. of name. But do we have to have, and I always say to them, you need to check with the passport office because I genuinely don't yeah, know. Exactly. So do we have to yeah, have two signatures or do we have to have one signature? No. 
Just um, anyone with PR can complete the application form. You right. don't need both parents to sign the application form or complete the application Brilliant. form. But what I would advise yeah. is to put as much detail and much information as possible regarding the father. It doesn't necessarily matter if they put the passport number down. Um, you know, as long as all the documents are there that we require, yeah. whether it's their birth certificate, mother's birth certificate, etc., or mother's passport number, that's what I would probably say. I would say put as much detail on the application form as possible that's regarding possible. father, yeah. his full name, his date of birth. Um, if you've got passport number, that's also great. But yeah, yeah it, it just goes into a lot more territory if I'm talking about what to put on the form in relation to both parents. But anybody with PR can complete the declaration and sign the form. Oh, Councillor, you are an absolute legend. I really appreciate you're, that. You're very welcome, Tracy. I, I really, really appreciate that. I wanted to bestow that upon you. Now, Thank I'll let you, you go because I know you've got hands right. everywhere. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. I'll join your TikTok. All right. Thanks, Kaza. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Well, what a wealth of knowledge that lady had. And um, she's right. We get asked all the time about passport questions. So I know that knowledge now and I will pass it on to all of you. So thanks again. Um, Kate, Katia Maria, you are next up. What's your question? I've got a question for you from my brother. Yeah. There's a child arrangement order in place for his son and yep. they currently have 50-50 uh, care. Yeah. Now, my nephew's mum was living with a guy and they've just separated. Yeah. She's been given seven days to move out of his home and she's been put on the emergency housing list. My question of you is, is it worth my brother revisiting the court to see if he could have um, full custody, basically? Well, I'm not gonna say no to that. I mean, I think what I would like to, to share is that he will only succeed in that application if he can prove that there's welfare concerns with regard to mom's housing and her situation, but he's got nothing to lose by making the application, no. Right, okay, because right. it was a very, very lengthy process last time. Yeah. And very, very costly, okay. and he, you asked me if I could ask you basically, yeah. do you think if there's any chance that, you know, he could have full custody basically? So it's really hard. It's really, really hard when you've yeah. got shared care to then go from that to a, what we call a change of residence. That's really hard. And it was it's only usually given in extreme circumstances because the court do consider it important that the child knows both parents. But obviously you can only give me limited information on the Discord, so without knowing any more, my, my suggestion would be let him make the application. He's got nothing to lose in making the application. Right. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I will pass that information on. Thanks okay. so much, Tracy. No problem. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Good evening, Captain. So you've got a, a same-sex marriage. Yep. I'm going to talk two females just for how it is. I've seen it today, and they've decided to have a baby. Yeah. Uh, one mum is carrying it naturally. Yeah. What happens to the other mum? Do they automatically get PR, or does the if, sperm donors, what they put, get yeah. the PR because they are biologically the child's father? If they're married at the time that the baby is born, then the other mother will have parental responsibility. Yes. The sperm and donor. Is that the same with fathers, no. two fathers as well? 
Yes, it will be. Yes, they would, they yeah. would have a surrogate, wouldn't they? Yeah, than, absolutely, absolutely. Men can't carry babies. Yeah, <laughs> and and generally the sperm donor, depending on how they've um, obtained the sperm, if it's through a clinic, when the sperm donor gives his donation, then he signs away any any right to that. If you see what I mean. So absolutely, as long as they're married at the time the baby's born, then the other parent can have. PR, same with the surrogates, you know, there, there'll be contracts involved, especially if it's done properly. So the surrogate then gives up effectively their parental responsibility. Yeah. All right. And then I'm right in thinking then that if it's a surrogate, for example, yeah. Um, does, is it, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy, but the surrogate's name will go on the birth certificate to begin with. And then there'll be a court order to get that changed. Is that is that right? It can be. It can be. Yes, that is definitely one way that, that it happens. Um, it will all depend, Captain, on the contract that we've got. It will all depend yeah. on on the actual contract. But yes, that's the most common way. Absolutely. No, but and that's yeah. what I wanted to ask because I know a lot of people are asking it at the minute on, oh, on your socials. So, oh right, okay. Um, okay. I just thought that was a good good question to get out there. Yeah, for absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Captain. Because we always talk about mothers and fathers, but we don't really talk about two mothers you or know, two fathers. You it, know, it, it's true, and, and I actually had an appointment this week and it was two mothers, so you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tracy. All right, thanks, Captain. Take care. Bye. Amy, 16, whenever you are ready, what's your question? Me and my daughter's um, father separated three years ago when she was born, yeah. and we've been co-parenting um, ever since she's with me like 70% and him 30. Yeah. Um, he has other commitments, his work, and he has commitments to like a, a boxing association. Um, and what it is, is my daughter, when we have an agreed um, thing between us where she goes every Saturday, Yeah. Um, and he's taking her along to these events and then handing her to potential strangers that may be looking after her while he's busy. Um, I am currently gone to mediation for the fact of um, there's nothing set in stone as such, so it's not a regular thing and I want her to have contact with him because that's important for her. Yeah. However, the quality time that she has with him is not spent with him. Um, so we have, I've done the initial uh, Mariam session with the yeah. mediator yeah. and he suggested that I get some advice regarding to whether there's anything I can do or say within mediation for him to spend that quality time um, instead of travelling up and down the country with her and stopping in hotels all, all over the country two nights a week because he wants to transfer it into having, having her every other weekend which would mean she's away from um, the home and his yeah. home um, and she's just traveling with him so I'm just wondering is there anything that I can do or um, not, ask for not really. an arrangement for yeah, this not, not to happen because not, he's not keen on it? Not really Amy, um, I mean the first thing I would say is he has parental responsibility yeah. so when, when the child is in his care obviously he can yeah. make the decisions about how they spend their time together um, it yeah. would only be if you had welfare concerns. I mean, it's not ideal mm. that arrangement, but it may no. not it may not give us any welfare concerns. In which case, you know, she's spending time with dad. Um, so yeah, there wouldn't be anything. You, you can't. It's the quality time that he has with her well, is where it's yeah, not together. That, you so, know what I mean? so what the, she's missing out. So, but what the court um, would say is, Amy, that's not your call. 
So that's Dad's yeah, call, okay. and and he will decide what's quality time and what isn't. So no, there right. isn't anything. If if I wouldn't be okay. suggesting that you make an application to the court to dictate how yeah. Dad spends his time with her. Yeah, I don't want to. I'd rather sort it out mutually. Uh, but he just can't. He obviously that's part a big part of his life, and he wants her to go along. And I don't want to stop her completely attending anything. I've never stopped anything. Yeah. Um. But obviously, just for her. Um. Just, just for her, travelling up and down the country um, every other weekend is just um, is a big thing because she's only three. So yeah. um, I'm yeah. just, I was just seeing if there was anything that I could either say or try and no. put to him. Was all nothing. Yeah. No, no, sorry, no. Amy. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Thank all you right, very much thanks. For okay, bye. Claude, have you got a question for me? About a year ago, um, and well, actually, about seven months ago, I moved out. So we've been uh, living somewhere else uh, and basically I want to uh, get bought out of the property. She doesn't want to sell it. Uh, I've been to a solicitor and we negotiated a slightly low offer that initially I accepted underneath the, we've got no family, we're not married. So it was just under 50%. Uh, but now I haven't heard anything for three months um, from her. I was wondering with the cost of solicitors, Unfortunately, not really getting me very far. Yeah. Can I go to court and ask for Tolata um, by myself? Is there a form I can fill in and self-represent, or can this only be carried out through a solicitor? No, no, you can you can absolutely. You, you can fill the form out yourself. When you say Tolata, just so we're clear, you're not married? Not married, no. Okay, okay. Then absolutely, yeah, you can you can fill out the form. Um, if you wanna if you wanna drop me do you have a solicitor, did you say, Claude's? You want, sorry, you just broke do, up for a second. Do, do, do you have a solicitor? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what I would suggest is that you just email them to say, right, I'm going to do it myself. They won't mind at all. I'm going to do it myself, just from a cost perspective. Um, do you mind sending me the form? They'll know more about your case and will be able to direct you better. You know, And, and if, you've, if you've been instructing them, then that, that's what I would be inclined to do. And just say to them, look, just send me the form, I'll do it, and I'll submit it to the court. Okay, perfect. All right. I'll do that, thank you. Okay, no problem. Thanks, Claude. Bye bye. Oh, hello, Stevie. What's your question? My, my question is really, um, um, I split my partner sort of nearly two years ago now. Yeah. Um, and I have my little boy um, three weekends of the month. Yeah. So it's every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Yeah. Um, and then my partner's phoned me to say that she needs more help with him. Okay. And, and basically saying, if I don't give her the help that she's asking for, then unfortunately she's going to sort of take away Christmas and um, birthdays and everything that way. No, we haven't got a court order in place. It's all very mutual. But is she able to do that or... Well, not really. Well, I mean, is she able? Yes. I mean, of course, she can stop contact if she wants to. Um, but of course, that's not in the child's best interest. So then if she did do that, you would be making an application to the court for a child arrangements order. Or, Stevie, yeah. if you think that she's going to do that prior to her stopping the contact, make the application now. Because if you're not getting on um, and, and potentially you don't trust her to be true to her word, get it now. Make the application now. And the reason I say that is because in most courts, we're waiting two, if not three months, to get a hearing date. So it's not going to be a quick fix. 
Do you know what I mean? To, to get no. a child arrangements order. Well, this is it. Um, back last year, um, she stopped me seeing my little boy for 11 weeks. Yeah. Um, she had safety concerns. Obviously, as a mother, that was up to her. Not, I, I didn't have any concerns. It was, it was more the fact that um, I work two jobs. Yeah. So um, on the weekends, I work mostly nights. So I don't have to leave till sort of eight, nine o'clock when it's bedtime. Yeah. Um, and he was with my sister or my mother or, or things like that. So it wasn't sort of random people. It was family. <laughs> not yeah. Um, and um, she stopped me seeing him. So I went to mediation. And she basically went back to mediation and said, I don't want to speak to him because of obviously DV, domestic violence. Um, but there was no, once I went back to her and back to her solicitor and it all went very ugly, unfortunately. Um, there was like, there was no evidence of it. She was just using it because she didn't want to pay for mediation. Right. Um, the week after then I said to her, oh, I'm going to take you to court because obviously it's been 11 weeks and he was three and a half at the time. So he's, he's fully aware of who his father is as well. Yeah. Um, the week after I was allowed to see him. Yeah. So I, it's I, more like mind games more than anything. Yeah, I, I think so, Stevie. But of course, caught up in all of this is, is your is your child. and Oh, a million percent, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the inconsistency and the stopping and the starting isn't good for the child. So I think you'd be minded to just file a C100 form. Um, just download yeah. it, fill it all out, send it into court. Um, and then once you've got your child arrangements order, at least you've got a framework of contact then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because um, I was told obviously by mediators that I, I had to, we had to go to mediation no. first before going to court. No, but... I mean, mediation is a voluntary process. So you, you've got to get a MyAMS form from the mediator, but that doesn't mean that you've got to go to mediation. Okay, so right, if, the, okay. if the other side says, I don't want to do it, or you decide you don't want to do it, then mediation, you can't be forced to do that. It's a voluntary process. So then the mediator and will I... give you your MyAMS form. Fantastic. And I know you've got a million people waiting, but just one more question. Yeah. With regards to holidays, yeah. so my partner takes, my my ex-partner and her new partner, who unfortunately she had an affair on, but she um, uh, she's, she's basically told me I'm not allowed to take my little boy away on holiday at all. Yeah. Um, has she got the right to say that? Um, no, no, because at the moment with no court order in place, you've both got PR, so you both share the same rights and responsibilities. So when you fill out that C100, Stevie, and you tick child arrangements order, you also want to tick a specific issues um, order as well, which will literally be the box yeah. underneath. Tick both of those boxes because your specific issues order will get you an order that says you can take your child away on holiday. Oh, there we are. Fantastic. All right. That's all I want to know because you won't Fabulous. give me a passport, so that's the next step. Oh, well, then <laughs> also the then. also ask while you're there then, also say to the court, and with regard to passports, I need that at least seven days before we go on holiday. And then, of course, when you come back, there'll be another direction that allows you to then give the passport back to mum when you return from holiday. So make Fantastic. sure make sure everything that you need is in that order. You may as well start save you going back again. Yeah, of course right. it does, yeah, and all, having all the aggro. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your right. help. Thanks, I'll be back Stephen. tomorrow with more questions probably. <laughs> okay, all right I'll be back on. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks very much, bye boy. Uh, John, sorry I had to put you on mute there because I was still talking to Stevie. Let me try again, John, because you were breaking up last time and I had to put you in the audience. About a year ago, um, I started seeing my son again because he, well, we were living together and then my ex, me and my ex-partner split up and she moved 
quite far away. Yeah. So I could so I took her to court, then the C one hundred and everything like that. Um took her to court. Um then I started getting access to my child every then I was granted by the court um every other weekend and half of all holidays over two weeks. Yeah. And alternative um birthdays, alternative Christmases and going on forward, forward from that. Um and also at the time my ex partner applied for a child residency order. Yeah. Which I didn't oppose because I've always got to see my kid. That was the my main issue is that I didn't really give a damn who he lived with at the time. Yeah. I was if you want Yeah, okay. She had him, so I was happy with, I was happy with that. Yeah. Um so this has been going on for the last I've been travelling now I live in Bristol. Yeah. And I travel all the way up north. And that, so every two weeks, I go and pick him up at my own cost. That she doesn't contribute at all. Yeah. So it, you know, the, cost, the cost for his train ticket and everything like that is all on me, so that's fine. I haven't contested that at all. In the last, well, a week ago, um, my child's been saying that he wants to live with me, but obviously I've explained to him, look, he lives with his mum, but I come and see him. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that he lives with his mum, that he's not going to see me. You can yeah. call me whenever you want, if you want, there's no problem. Um, his mum has then said because ninety nine point nine percent of the family live down here, and he's not happy where he is, and he has started to lose a bit of weight. His mum's recognised this and said, "Look, in the best interest of the child, I think it's best if he lives with me." Okay, what's your I'm question, John? Yeah, just jump to your question for me. Yeah. Sorry. Jump to your question for me. What's your question? Yeah. So my question is basically, she's asked me to now take on. Yeah. Um, my child, which is I'm 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 happy with that, but because there's a court order for residency, what do I, do I need to go back to court? No, because, it's fine. Because we it, are amicable. It's fine. If 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 it's agreed between the parents, that it's absolutely fine. The court would rather you didn't take it back. So anything that's agreed between the parents outside of the court order is absolutely fine. Because she had agreed to give me it in writing, and yeah. my school and the school where my child currently attends at the moment have agreed to witness her signing. That. That's fine. Yeah, I shouldn't worry, John. It, you, you'll be absolutely fine as long as as long as mum's in agreement with it. Then you can you can both step out of the court order. All right. Okay. Great. So so I don't need to go back to court. I can just no. do this between me and her. Absolutely, you can. Yeah, as long as you as long as you're both I'm in right. agreement, that's fine. And if my, sorry, last question. And say if in like two years' time, mum decides to change her mind. Yeah. Can she do that or? Well, she can do that, but the question then is, would you be in agreement? So if you're not in agreement, then you might want to go back to court and change the order. All right. Right. Okay. okay. Thanks, right, John. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, I'm keeping the because I see right, you've got then. a lot of hands up. Okay. Thank you so much. Aggie, what's your question? Um, basically, I've been married for six years. Yeah. We've got divorce finalized in 2015. Yeah. Um, while I was working and paying the rent and everything, my ex-husband was working as well, but he was saving his money. Yes. And as soon as we divorced, yeah. he opened the business, bought the mortgage, yeah. basically after the divorce. And I'm, my question is, is there a possibility that I can claim a spousal maintenance as we didn't have the financial order and claim from basically half worth of the business as well as the half worth of the mortgage that he has. So Aggie, if you don't have a financial order, then absolutely, yes, every, everything is up for grabs then, okay? So uh, if you don't have your financial order, then yeah. I'm not telling you that you're entitled to spousal maintenance. What I'm saying to you is you can certainly apply for it. But 
the, the fact that he bought um, the mortgage and he opened the business was literally a month after our divorce. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Really disturb. It doesn't matter because you haven't got your financial order in place, so it's all still marital assets. But what you need to do, okay. Aggie, before you make an application, is go and take some advice as to what you would be entitled to. That's that's key. Okay. No worries. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thanks. You Thanks. Thank you, Daisy. Bye. Leanne, what's your question? So, me and my ex-partner split up about four years ago. We've got two children together. Yeah. Um, it ended up with a restraining order for two years. Um, so I did a C100 um, just because I wanted him to still have contact with the children because I think that's really important. Um, we couldn't go to mediation or anything for obvious reasons. There were domestic abuse involved. Um, and the, the court said for him to... For my mum basically to be the middleman, so I picked, I took the kids to my mum's, he picked them up, blah blah blah, and that was two years ago, and he's never ever done it. Um, he's now got in touch with my mum saying that he's going to take me to court. So I'm at a bit of a crossroads. Do I need to go back and do something else, or get a solicitor in place, or do I just leave it until he does something, basically? Leave it until he does something, Leanne. I mean, I would never have suggested that you make the C100 application in the first place. If he wants contact, let him do the work. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm too nice, I think. You are. Absolutely. Thanks, Leanne. All right. Okay. Watch, Trace. Bye. Amy, you're next. What's your question? So, before Christmas, my partner submitted a C100 form yeah. um, as his ex-partner stopped contact. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, he's got his first phone call with Kafkas. Yeah. Um, is there anything he needs to do in preparation for that, or what sort of things will they be asking? Do you know? So, what that will be, Amy, is a safeguarding check. So, prior to you attending court for the first hearing, Kafkas will reach out to mum and dad and make sure that there's no safeguarding issues. They'll also just establish why the application is before the court and try to get down to the root of what the issues are. But no, it doesn't need to prepare anything. It'll just be a quick chat with Kafkas. Okay. And for any reason, we've got suspicions that she may not um, cooperate with Kafkas and may not even speak to them. Yeah. Um, so what happens if she refuses um, to cooperate? Well, then the court will just ask her at the first appointment. It's a shame if she doesn't, but when she gets to the first appointment, the court will just ask her there and then. Okay, lovely. Right. Thanks so much for your help. All right, thanks, Amy. Thanks, bye. bye. Hey, guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. Just wanted to let you know, if you're thinking about self-representing in either divorce, finance or children, check out my courses that are available for sale. They're on my website, maloneyfamilylaw.co.uk. I designed them specifically so that you could represent yourself without the need for a solicitor. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, Laura, sorry, I've put you on mute there because I was chatting to Amy. What's your question, Laura? Basically, yeah. um, I'm going through child proceedings with my daughter yeah. through court, and it was court ordered in December that he. I'm currently living in a refuge because of his domestic violence and harassment, and it was court ordered that um, he was to travel to where the refuge is, not the exact area, but closer to, to have contact. He's not seen my daughter for two years. Yeah. But we were having contact in, contact in another country for six weeks, but now he's broke the court order. He's failed to have two drug tests, which were court-ordered, and he's also failed the first drug test massively. Can I refuse in the next court hearing for him to have contact? Because it's not consistent, and he's letting my daughter down. He's not seen her for two years up until the six weeks of contact that he's seen, and now he's letting her down. Absolutely, you can, Laura. And I think what's, what's more important, and I say this because others are listening, might be in the same situation, I doubt very much that the court will be giving him contact anyway. If he's failed a drug test... 
massively as you say and he's yeah. had no contact for two years highly unlikely that he's going to get much contact but yes you can well they did say that yeah. overnight contact to start in March right. but obviously he's not had these two drug tests now and he's put yeah. a lot of videos on social media which I have got where he's under the influence of drugs yeah. which I've submitted to my solicitor yeah but also the other thing is I was with him for six years. I've got a house that's solely in my name. He's never been on a mortgage, yeah. never been on anything. Um, he's never been registered at the address or anything, but he's now made an application to the court. So it's Holter or Tolet or something. So that's going through the solicitors. And he's claiming that he's got interest in the property because he's transferred me money each month. Yeah. So he's um, going to... Is he entitled? Well, he's going to have to show. So Tolata is because you're not married as opposed to just yeah. making a family application. He will have to show, Laura, that he has made a significant financial contribution to that property to stake his claim, okay? I won't get too yeah. legal, but it, it's all based on the fact that he, he's made a significant financial contribution there. So if he yeah. can't prove that, then he's going to struggle, all right? Um, yes, and, he's and if, he's um, he paid the deposit, but I've got the deposit coming out of my bank account. Then, then, and uh, like then that. you would show that. And if he's been paying yeah. you towards the bills or even towards the mortgage, that won't be seen as a financial contribution. That will just be seen as his okay. as his living needs, his housing costs. Yeah, because he did it through his business account and put it under land rent for his business right. account, so he was dodging the tax man okay. and getting it knocked off his tax. And yeah. I have made my solicitor aware of that today. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, I'm living in this refuge and I'm not allowed in the house, but then he's accusing me of trying to sell it and then obviously there's a contact with my daughter so I can so I can refuse for us yes. to see him then in the you next can. contact obviously because Absolutely. he's um yeah not had two drug tests and he fails. Yeah. Just Thanks because so I want to know what I have something yeah. to say but when I next go to the next court here in March as well. Okay. Thanks. Just yeah. Make sure and is there a possibility I can change his name without her name without his permission? No, you'll need his permission to do that or a court order. All right. Right. Thanks I Laura. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, bye. Um, Lou, you are next up. What's your question? Currently living in Teesside, originally from Rotherham, separated from my husband. I'm moving back down to Rotherham in March, which is in Greenswith. Currently he has Thursday night overnight, and then he has a Monday night overnight, and then Friday to, sun Friday to Sunday. So it, it's uh, four days every two weeks. Yeah. When I moved to Rotherham, he's asked for every, other, every weekend, which I'm, I'm disputing at the minute with mediation. We've had one lot of mediation. Uh, didn't go to plan. I'm just waiting for my second one now. The the thing, the question I want to ask is: he's demanding six weeks holiday out of his school holidays, which is fifty fifty. Yeah. My issue with it is, he only gets four weeks one day holiday, and he's going to put them in childcare. Yeah. Up in Teesside, is that something I can dispute or? Absolutely. Because I I am available. I'm a stay at home mum. Yeah. Absolutely. I work part time. I mean, the um, court. I'm children through, yeah. through the holidays. So, Lou, the the court will give him his fair share of holidays, and what he does with them in the holidays is entirely up to him. However, it seems a bit silly to take them for four weeks if he if he's only you know going to have four days off, for example. So yes, yes. you can dispute it, but don't don't think by disputing it he's not going to then get holidays. The court will allow him. Right. What you might want to say, Lou, is that look, you know, when he has a week off work, have the children then, but don't take them away from you for four weeks if actually he's going to be working for four weeks. There's no point. Exactly. Yes, yeah. that's, that's my point. Yeah. Uh, the other issue is uh, the seventy thousand pound equity in the property. Yeah. Is offered to buy me out ten thousand pound, which I'm assuming is gifted from his mum, so it's obviously yeah. under the tax radar. Yeah. Um. 
I refuse that. Um, and then he says he's going to go for at least 70% equity. Yeah. He's going to move, uh, if not, he's going to move back into this house and refuse to sell. Um, I'm currently moving to a rental accommodation because, as I've just said, I work part-time. Where do I stand financially? Because I can't afford you've to got buy to, a property yeah. unless I get good money out of the, the, the equity. So you've got to get legal advice on that, Lou, and find out exactly right. what you're entitled to. Okay, right, thank you this much for that. Thanks, Lou. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, Fallon, you're first up. What's your question? I was in. I was married for for twelve years. Yeah. Uh, she had mortgage on the property before we got together for yep. about a year. Yeah. And then we was we was together fifteen years, married for twelve. We got divorced about six seven years ago. Yeah. Um. I I paid into house for the whole way through. I, I never tried to have anything after it, but we got divorced. Yeah. Um. Uh, was there. She's now buying another property. My son's coming to live with me. He's fifteen. And now I'm thinking, can I get anything from the property from the time that we spent there? Um, did you say you are going through a divorce, Fallon? So have you got a financial no, order? We got divorced. Uh, right. Six, have you got a financial order? No, we never did a financial order. Well, then, yes, is the answer to your question. You can go back and you can sort out the finances now. And if the child's living with you, it's one of the reasons that we move away from 50-50. Right, okay. All right. Uh, so, so what does that mean, one of the reasons you move away from 50-50? So normally the starting point is 50-50, so 50% of all the assets are divided between you. But if there's children okay. of the marriage and one of the children, for example, in your case, the child's going to be living with you, then that means that you may be entitled to 60 or 65%, not 50 Okay. Do you see okay, you with me? Thank you. Yeah. All right then, thanks, Fallon. All right, cheers to you. Okay, thank bye. You. Cheers, bye. Louise, you are next up. We're flying through questions tonight, guys. My question is, um, I own a house um, with my son's um, dad. Um, not long after we um, signed for the house and um, I got the keys, moved in, blah, 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 blah. Um, he actually um, got sent to prison for um, child sex offences. So he's been in now for two for over two years. I've paid the mortgage solely, although the house is in our, both of our names. Where do I stand? Because obviously, when he comes out, he's not going to be allowed one-to-one um, -one contact with my son. Um, blah blah blah. So it's obviously he's not going to be allowed at the property. There's lots of restrictions. Um, but I'm wondering how. Where do I stand with the property? How? Uh, where, where do I go? <laughs> Are you married? Are you married, Louise? No. No, okay, so then he, he will own 50% of that property regardless of, of what's happened and the fact that he's in prison. So if, if he's not willing to sell the property and release you from that or you can't afford to buy him out, then all you can mm -hmm. do is go to court and ask the court for an order for sale so that the property is sold, you take your 50% and he take his and you, you both go your separate ways. You got? Do, do you understand? Still um, entitled. Is he still entitled to half? Yeah. Um, even though he's in prison. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's still the owner of the property. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's still the owner of the property. So even though I've paid for it for the past God knows yeah. how many years, yeah, like he's got another year and a half in. Yeah. So, so he's still entitled to half. So I'm paying yeah. him then, really. <laughs> you, you are absolutely. But you see, the court would say you're paying the mortgage because you've got exclusive use of the property. So if I were you, I'd be either buying him out or I'd be getting that property sold. But yes, he will always be entitled to 50% because he's a legal owner. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Thanks, Louise. Uh, Geo, you are next up. What's your question? I'm just wanting to ask. Yeah. I split up with my partner four years ago. We yeah. weren't married. Yeah. Um, my daughter's now 13. Yeah. And two years ago, she made the decision to cut contact with her dad. Yeah. Does he, if he, if he decides that, I mean, he's, he's not bothered to get in touch with her in the past two years when she'd said, no, give me space, and he's made no effort to get in touch with her, write to her, get her any kind of... He's, he's really made no effort to, to fix the relationship between I get the it. two of them. Yeah, I get it. What's your question? Um, so if he if he just randomly decides to turn up again yeah. um, in her life and she then decides, no, I still don't want contact, can that still stand? Yes, absolutely. How old is she now? She she's thirteen now. Yeah, so... yeah, absolutely. So her wishes and feelings will definitely be taken into account. Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay, that's fine. Because we don't have like a court order or anything like that. It was all mutually agreed, um, the two of us, of what was happening. So so if he just decides to turn up and if he tries to take uh take well take me to court to say that he wants contact with her. Would that, I, would, I assume the fact that he's made no effort, that would go against him, but her wishes would be taken into consideration? Yep, that's exactly right. Right. Okay, okay. That's Thanks. great. Thank okay. you so, so much. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, March, you're next up. Basic background is uh, ex-partner, criminal investigations uh, due to drugs and uh, rape allegations. Can I, do I have a chance of taking away his parental responsibility? Probably not, no. Um, not removing parental responsibility, but possibly no contact. Difficult to answer that without more information, so I'm going to err on the side of caution and say no. Yeah. All right. Um, and the other anonymous one, I'll whip the list down as well. Um, so it's been ordered that Dad has uh, a hair follicle test. Yeah. Um, but ordered he has shaved off all his hair can i request a refund from the courts no 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 because it's not the court's fault that he shaved off all his hair and actually when we're doing hair strand drug testing we can take hair from anywhere on the body um i've done drug testing yeah. where we've taken armpit hair chest hair so it doesn't have to be hair on the head right okay right. no worries fab is that the lot cheers Trace. thank you mark appreciate that bye Hi. Uh, Izzy, you are next up. What's your question? My kids at the moment, they're living uh, down south because their father said I relocated them and um, I'm up north and that he's going to be their primary carer. That hasn't been the case. The, his mother looks after them full time. And um, they've been making lots of... Oh, it's really complicated. Um, I'm a Muslim Pakistani woman. And um, the mother is very Islamophobic, the grandmother. And the children will be making um, allegations, the very, the very young my children, about um, her hitting them, not allowing them to speak Arabic uh, and Urdu. Um, and um, I have um, video, loads of videos on FaceTime where they're sending me signals that they're being hit or they're about to be hit uh, because they're scared of something. Um, yeah. So. I want to uh, just, can you hear me, sorry? I can hear you, yeah. What's your question, is it? Yeah. So I I mean, now, I mean, to even, um, so this has been since September. Now, to add insult to injury, I have now been issued proceedings 
by my ex saying that um, he wants uh, an order to prevent me speaking Arabic in order to the kids entirely. He's claiming that I'm indoctrinating them into Islam. Um, I'm not, by the way, <laughs> I'm not even very religious. And um, all of these things. Now, I want to um, apply for an emergency application because I don't want my kids to be with that grandmother at this moment in time. So when the kids were with me, the the police force in this, uh, where I live, had a look at my evidence, were very concerned for the children and said, yes, we think they should stay with you. Izzy, yeah, when they, Izzy, um, but because I, they're living Izzy, I can hear you, Izzy. I'm going to ask you, just ask me your question. Just, just yeah, tell me the question. Well, uh, the question is basically, uh, without, um, w with a p one police force uh, alone, uh, not the police force of the jurisdiction where the children are in, saying that they think the children should um, be kept uh, with me, can I uh, apply for an emergency application based on that alone, or do I need the local authority? support the police don't come into it right so the police have got nothing to do with family proceedings so they right. can take that off the table um right. the question i would have for you is your children don't live with you is that what is that right yeah at the moment okay yeah. is there a child order in place currently yeah okay and and that says that they shouldn't live with you they should just have contact with you well no we should share residency if i'm in tent but i'm not in, uh, i'm not there i'm in i'm up north Okay, so you've got a shared residence order? Yeah. Yeah, well then you can make the application, you've got parental responsibility, it's got nothing to do with the police, just make your application. I mean, based on what I, what, what I mean is, I've got uh, obviously a very, uh, a judge who's very against me so far, but I've got evidence of um, child abuse, is that enough? I don't need to have a police report or anything. You can ask for police evidence to support your case. But, but I don't yeah. need the police to back it up in that sense. Okay, no. brilliant. Thank right. you. Okay, thanks, Izzy. Bye. Hello, Ava. Have you got a question for me? Hi. My question is, um, where do you stand with taking um, kids on holiday? Like, So we're planning a family holiday and my brother wants to take his daughter. And he's split up with the mother, but the mother's refusing to let her to go on holiday. Right. So dad needs to do a C100 application and ask for a specific issues order that he's allowed to okay. take the child on a holiday. Right. If, That's it. So do you need to go through any mediation or anything before you do so that? So he'll have to get a MIAMS form, but that's not the same as going through mediation. So we'll have to contact a mediator and ask for the MIAMS form and attach that to his C100 form. Okay. And also, where do you stand? Can he apply to get a passport for his yeah, daughter? Yes, he can. Now, we've just had a lady on this evening. So, yes, he can apply. And the passport office only needs uh, one signature. Boom. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank right. you very much for your help. Thank you, Ava. Bye-bye. Uh, right, that's me done, guys. That was a bit of a whistle-stop tour this evening through family law, made even better by Kaza. I'm so thankful that Kaza came on because I didn't know half of that, and I generally just direct people to the passport office. So that was a win-win. So sorry to those of you still with your hand up uh, wanting to ask me a question. I didn't get to all of you this evening. It was very busy in the lounge. We had almost 70 people in the lounge at one point. Um, and I think the biggest hands up show of hands I had was about 28. So I did my best guys, I did my best. 
Um, and I would ask if we can just, I know that you think you, I need to know all the details, but generally I don't. So when we come back again next, next week, um, it really helps if we can just ask the questions a little bit quicker, but that's fine. I get that you guys have got a lot to tell me and you want to give me the context and, and I don't mind listening. Um, but yes, that brings us to the end of another week of Discord and Family Questions with the Legal Queen. So I hope that those of you who asked me a question got something out of it. I hope that those of you that were watching got something out of it. And I'll be back here um, next Monday at six o'clock. Oh, I've got to tell you about the pro bono. So had a chat with the team today. Email me, right? We've decided the emails will come to me. Tracy at maloneyfamilylaw.co.uk, no, dot com, Tracy at maloneyfamilylaw.com, sorry, and tell me a little bit about your problem, a little bit about the issue that you want to talk to us about, and I will select um, for the pro bono day, so you will then get an email from me asking for, I'll need to ask of the details of your ex-spouse, just to make sure, because I have to do a little conflict of interest check but it will be free. You won't have to pay for the advice that you're given um, and we will get you an appointment booked for Tuesday. New thing that I'm introducing for 2023, we're gonna have a pro bono day, um, which takes place on the last working day of each month. So it will be next Tuesday. I will tell you all again on Monday, but in the meantime, drop me an email, tell me a little bit, just a little bit, you don't need to give me loads of information, but a little bit about what the issues are um, and then I will select um, uh, whoever I think, you know, really needs our help uh, by way of a free pro bono call. Okay, fab. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Enjoy your weekend, guys, and I will see you all back here again on Monday. Bye.